You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. Hi, I'm Greg Allen Williams, and you're listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Hey, everybody. My name's Adina Porter. I get to play Curly May in the WGN's Underground, and I'm also on The 100 on The CW, and you are listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I am Alelia Bundle, Madam C.J. Walker's great-great-granddaughter and biographer, and you are listening to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Yo, what's up? This is Shale Hodari Coker, the showrunner and creator and executive producer of Marvel's Luke Cage. You are listening to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Hi, this is Anika Noni Rose, and you are listening to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. I'm Cameron Bailey, artistic director of the Toronto International Film Festival, and you're now listening to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Amanda Seals, comedian, writer, and creator of Get Your Life, and you are listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Khaleesi! Thanks for tuning in to episode 141 of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. This episode is titled Avengers Infinity War Part 2. We're back with more interviews from the cast and crew of Avengers Infinity War, due for release on April 27th. This episode features interviews from the following. Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, aka the Black Panther. Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, a.k.a. The Hulk. Writers Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus. And actor Don Cheadle, also known as James Rohde, a.k.a. War Machine. Three segments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these interviews from the cast and crew of Avengers Infinity War coming out soon to a theater near you. Episode 141, Avengers Infinity War Set Visit, Part 2. First up is a paired interview with actors Chadwick Boseman and Mark Ruffalo. I'm doing great, man. Good. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hello. Hey, Hi, I'm Marco Ruffalo. This is Chadwick Boseman. I wish. So what can you tell us about what your character has been doing since we will have last seen them? Which would be, I guess, Thor Ragnarok and Black Um Oh, yeah. My character just cut an album. He's <laughs> <laughs> been on tour, you know. Um... I, my character, you know, obviously we just finished shooting uh, the Black Panther movie, so in that movie he's just um, trying to recover from his father dying, um, trying to restore order in Wakanda, and the rest of it you have to wait for. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen Hulk since Ultron, really, at this point. Yes. 
he was he went to another uh, dimension for a little while, uh, and he met up with his pal, good pal um, Thor, and uh, they went on a um, intergalactic buddy trip, and um, and then he came back. Um, we were introduced to Thanos uh, after uh, doing a lot of fighting. And um, and now he's uh, re you know, brought back together with the Avengers. So what's the reaction between your two characters meeting each other? <laughs> how does the Hulk react to him? How does Black Panther react? Are you watching? Have you been oh, watching? Yeah, they saw the yeah. mask. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, okay. So uh, how was that? Well, you, I yeah. have not had the, the opportunity really, to to um to really get to yet. know him yet. Yes. Right. But I immediately see him and, and feel that he's royalty and feel that the respectful thing to do is bow down to him. <laughs> <laughs> What's Banner's dynamic like with the rest of the Avengers? I mean, obviously he's seen some shit <laughs> over the multiverse and now he's back and, you know, he missed out on the Civil War. What's that kind of like getting back into the field again? Um, you know, once again, I think He's trying to find his place in the lineup. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's having some difficulties uh, integrating with the with the rest of the group. But he's also um, he's privy to some information that uh, is, is essential for their survival. You know, that is a good question because, no, no, seriously, because that, that is the difficulty in making a movie like this because you have to see um, the flavor of each one of them. So um, I, I think what is good is that in this situation, you are seeing them. Yes, okay, they are in my world. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are in my world, so it's 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 interesting to have them enter our space, which is not something that happens all of the time. So uh, I, I think it's important for us to give the flavor of Wakanda, and and they are really adjusting to to our space. So um, I think that will be part of the fun of the movie, and the Guardians um, entering it. Obviously, there's a clash. All of that is conflict, but it's not conflict between us necessarily. So, but it is, it is an emotional, psychological, social conflict, so to speak. What do you say about the scene that you guys are shooting today? Obviously, the Avengers are coming to Wakanda to talk to you know you and your people. But what is sort of the dynamic there? What, why the are you are you asking why are they here? Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can tell it's you that necessarily. Oh yes, okay, yes. Um, you know, it's it's you have a you have a world problem with with Thanos. It's a problem that that affects everyone in the world. So Wakanda is on the world stage. Um, we are obviously advanced in a way where we can help the situation. So that is all that's happening here. Okay. Uh, I have a question for both of you actually. Uh, what are your characters think? You know, it's not. We don't have time to really. Um, there's not. There's not. Is there's not a, a long-running personal um, conflict for us. There are other characters who have that. Um, we are just dealing with the situation at hand. We know that he is a threat to all of us. But in terms of, you know. Do I not like him because, <laughs> you know, his style or something like right. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have we don't have the opportunity to do it. He, uh, Banner knows probably more about uh, Thanos than anybody, and, and he's uh, he's really 
trying to impress on everybody how dangerous he is. Um, it's a little bit of a, you know, chicken little, uh, you know, he comes in screaming bloody murder, you know. Uh, he's seen what damage he can cause and how powerful he is. And, um, and you know, the, the entire group is in disarray. So he's also getting caught up on what's happened here and uh, is trying to get them to transcend their differences in order to and impress upon them how, um, how much danger they're actually facing. That sounds like a very good banner reaction. Is the Hulk feeling any differently? Uh, yeah, the Hulk, the Hulk is also uh, mightily impressed by, by Thanos. <laughs> I don't know how pervasive it is at all, but it's definitely not. I don't think people know for sure that I am in the movie. Um, I think you would be confirming that fact uh, right now. So yes, they are suspicious, but they don't know. So it is not so lit. <laughs> we haven't officially announced the cast yet. Yes. So. Well, in a lot of those stories with Thanos, they're not going to anymore. Uh, Hulk is at a place where he's. Is he doing that really little, little ones. No, <laughs> like, like he's just straight out talking. Yes. Is he still monosyllabic in this, or is he? Are you speaking of the comic book? Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, that's the comic book. That's the comic book. Right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he's uh. What? Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> sorry. I just got hurt from Marvel. Uh, um, so we're getting, we're starting to, we're starting to find a, a Hulk. The the, the the division between Hulk and Banners is, uh, is is starting to blur a little bit. And so you have um, you have a, a Hulk that uh, can actually uh, express himself without being angry. And, so, those sentences, yes. We're getting into a, 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 a like a, like a five-year-old. <laughs> How much of this whole being terrified of Thanos is carryover from Ragnarok versus uh, happening in the beginning of this movie? Well, Ragnarok will be out by then. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so, okay. So, Ragnarok will, will be out by then, and um, it's, uh, it, it, it starts in Ragnarok. This film, um, that 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 is a you know they're they're, they're, they're star-crossed lovers, so so it'll be something they're dealing with for the re rest of their living days. I think you know uh, whether it's requited or unrequited, you know. Um, so I I don't imagine that's going to go away anytime soon, in one one iteration or another. What are some of the days like where you have like just the biggest amounts of cast on set? There's so many characters, uh, and I don't know what you guys have shot so far, but I'm sure there's stuff with even more characters than there are today. Way more. Yeah. Yes. So what are some but, of those days? Yeah, I mean, to, this is really the start of having a big amount of cast. This is actually one of the first days we've had. This is the first yet. day we've had so many okay. different people together. Um, yes. Yeah, this is the biggest cast so far. We can, I can tell you what it feels like today. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to see um, 
especially because we have not had a lot of opportunities to work together and when you you look at actors that you respect and revere and you see them doing their things it's not just about the the characters but the cast members you know which is what you're saying it's it's fun to to listen to people tell stories and it's uh, a lot of pressure because if you have in another situation I'm, I'm I, I don't have time to joke when we are shooting Black Panther you know it's serious all the time they're like but in this case you, you don't have all the weight on your shoulders so you are you have more comfortability we are sharing the weight which is actually what is happening with the superheroes as well because they could not deal with Thanos for instance alone so I think there's a lot of comfort in having um, people who are so good around you. Um, As you're shooting this, neither Ragnarok or Black Panther are out yet, and I've just, you've probably seen more of that if you've seen a, what Black Panther is. So without having seen the finished movie, what is it like dealing with the character knowing that the audience will have seen the finished movie when you see this movie? Uh, it does, for me it, is not, it does not make a difference because once the movie is out, I don't watch it anymore anyway. So my my perspective is only from being inside it, mostly like, um, it, and and we are we just finished, so it's like I'm just carrying on the story. So I'd say same. You know, oddly enough, I, I, I joke with people that this is like doing a TV show where you shoot one episode every every three years. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's uh, there's a continuity to it. And, then, and when we talk about it uh, with Marvel or Kevin, we really do talk about it as the character's progression and, and where, you know, we have a lot of... I mean, I've, I've been able to have a lot of say in where it goes, and, and you're, you're also dealing with a new script and a new world, but the characters feel like they're, they're making a, uh, a, a journey, you know, and it, and, it, and it does feel like one goes to the next, goes to the next. It feels like a long serial, you know, which is nice, I think. Yes, there, there are alterations to the suit. Um, you know, I lost a little weight, so the alterations, I'm joking. <laughs> um, there are alterations, but I think it's more, more so, I cannot be specific about those things. Um, from Black Panther, you are, you are going into the world of Wakanda. They are more technologically advanced than any other nation planet so you are seeing some some gadgets and some technology and the merger of those things with spirituality in a way um, that you didn't see in Civil War but that that is because you are coming into their space now now you get the opportunity to see it so yes the answer is yes I'm not going to tell you what it is It's different in this one. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just because we are in so many different. And it's places. so different from the comic books. Right. You know, I mean, there's elements that are clearly the same, but when you really start to get into the story, it really everything changes. Um, yes. I did. Uh, I you know, Planet Hulk was was a big influence for uh, Thor three. And um, the idea, you know, just the inkling of the idea of World War Hulk starts to 
I, I read way before we were doing this, and there's some some interesting stuff in there, but um, um, honestly, nothing so far directly related to this. All right. Are you like Infinity Gauntlet or any of those? Yeah, yeah. That that is informative as well, but then but then again, it just gets so <coughs> off of that topic, you know. That it, it starts to become a little confusing, or you're like, why isn't this in there? Why are we doing this? Yeah, it, do, it actually takes away from what's actually happening in front of you, I think, in this case. Is there a reason the two of you have been paired together for this interview? Do you guys share a scene together in the movie that we should be asking about? No, no I think it's I just... I think we just, just want to... Just, 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 <laughs> we, we, uh, it's fun sometimes, I think, to do you know, ones that don't get to... Huge admirer of it. You mentioned how personally working with Mark is fun and working with some of the actors that you have worked with before. But character wise, are there any interactions that your characters get to have with the people they have that you're excited for? <laughs> yes. 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 Maybe. Yes. I, I think so. Yes. It's Again, it, it, without being specific, because we can't, we can't really can't get too into yes, well, yes. we what, ha what generally ends up happening too is we we find stuff as we're going along. We haven't shot any of the. This is the first time we're together, and so we have a whole giant sequence coming up where we could interact or not. Really, you don't really know. A lot of a lot of the pages we're just getting the morning that we're shooting because the. It's so secretive too. <laughs> so, um, but you know, like just today, uh, Don and I, Don Cheadle and I, never really had any kind of a thing, and now today, all of a sudden, there is something there. So, is there it, anyone that you want your characters? Or you're hoping your characters get to interact with? I'd love to have more stuff with him. I think it's really funny to have Banner and, and him together. Together, <laughs> I think that's a in really interesting. Where, where, do, uh, where did Tony and Bruce pick back up? Um, well, coming out of Thor three, <laughs> Banner's had a Banner's Banner's had a life changing experience in Thor three that that makes him much more um, much more expressive and uh, not not so uh, not so like internalized, you know, and so. There's a, it's, it's a little bit more combative, not combative, but, but like, uh, <laughs> they're not, they're not so in sync as they were. Plus, plus Banner doesn't understand the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't get it. Oh yeah, there's great, there's great science bro stuff in it. Yes, that 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 there's stuff, good science bro stuff. We're paired up again. I was gonna ask about that because like previously these were great, right? Stark and Banner, but now T'Challa, your family, and what kind of people are like so far beyond that in yes. tech? And are they key? Like how how does that play out that relationship, and how essential are you definitely to defending Earth? Hugely, you, you definitely see. Um, where some of the gap is. You agree? Yeah, yes. You see where the gap is and what some things we are able to do that that they are not able to do. And that that's what you will definitely find. There's no way to there's no way to o overcome what what they're facing without in some way um Coming to terms with their differences and, and 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 embracing their diversity. I mean that that's that's essentially a core value of the film, and that each and, and that together only together can they triumph. You know, and so. Okay, la last question, guys. What is the uh, Dora Milaje's reaction to all these Avengers and maybe the Guardians if they beat them and it's all these crazy personalities and heroes? About them coming into the country. Yeah, what, like just yes. meeting them, what is their reaction there? Uh, you would have to ask one of them. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but the, the initial um, 
entry of them into the country is definitely like, are you sure about this? Huh? Are you sure you want to let them in? So, there goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, that, that is a good way of saying it. Yes, but I don't know exactly how they are feeling. You right. need to ask the Nai, I think. Yeah, the Nai knows. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. Writers Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus. Yeah. Can you guys both say your names? Yeah, this, this is Steve McFeely over here. And I am Chris Marcus. You guys, we just got here. Yeah. Right, so let's shoot that. But, like, tell us what this pepper is about. Oh, you know what I it's about. I think more accurately, what isn't it about? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not about. Uh, it's this is about the culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is about everyone getting together or trying their hardest to get together to fight a guy named Thanos, uh, who hopefully uh, will come together in a way that will be satisfying. Uh, you know, we've been teasing Thanos for many movies and thirty-second clips. Uh, so hopefully all that lead up will allow us to, to really go to town with him and make him uh, uh, a villain that requires this epic level of storytelling. Because that that's the word I would use most often. It's ridiculously big. Hmm. How, how long does it take for Thanos to take the screen? Like how, long, how much movies? You, you, uh, it, it'll take 18 movies. Into, <laughs> uh, no, I mean you won't. It's, it's Thanos. We won't tell you exactly, but yeah. you are going to get Thanos, yeah. and you are you are not going to feel like we continue to jerk you around and Captain Nemo. That's right. In many ways, it's Thanos's movie. Okay. Yeah. We talked about obviously this is one that's going to bring a ton of people together, but yeah. are there any character pairings that you think people will be very surprised to see? Uh, I don't know about surprised because it's very hard to surprise. <laughs> That's not true at all. I think we will surprise the hell out of people. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know if we can tell you what the pairings are, but yeah, one of the goals, uh, after Civil War, uh, we got in a room for about four or five months trying to crack this, these two ridiculously big things. Uh, a wall of characters. Right. And at a certain point, you just go... That's right. <laughs> that's funny. Yes. That's funny. 100%. What's a story that could get those two together? Right. Um, we talked a lot about uh, this is a Joe Russo term, strange alchemy, right? What is it when you put the two characters together, uh, even in a fairly normal traditional situation, but because we've invested in those characters mm -hmm. and know them, we sort of delight at the idea of those two people rubbing against each other. So that's uh, there's a lot of we always chase delight, yeah, and terror, well, lots of terror, yeah. yeah. And there's lots of you know there's also you know we're coming off the Civil War, we're coming off of, of Winter Soldier. So that there's lots of backstory that still needs to play out in addition to the Thanos situation. Like, I, I just walked by Sebastian Stan out there. Like, you can put Bucky in a room with anybody and they're going to go, oh, shit. That's right. It's a maniac. We, that's right. We have you unfinished know. business. Um, he's shot Natasha twice as far as I can keep count. So it's going to be it's interesting. What about bringing in the cosmic universe? That seems to be something we're all very curious about. How the Guardians coming in? Yeah, that's part of the strange alchemy, is right. Is uh, and one of the reasons that that first Avengers movie was so popular and so exciting is you were taking three, you know, what four franchises and smashing them into each other. Uh, uh, and that that hopefully we have the same kind of magic here, where we get to bring this completely different set of characters uh, uh, and smash them into varying groups of our characters, right? That's a, another thing to think about it. One of the challenges we've had is how do you make sure that this is not 25 people moving from one scene to one scene to one scene? So, you know, we talk, it's a, you know, we're a little facetious about it, but we talk about how it's like Nashville, right? So you've got four or five different stories that weave together and then come together and then break apart. And so you get all these different pairings and groupings of four and five and six. And in that way, not unlike something like Game of Thrones where mm -hmm. You have this vast uh, canvas with characters who you've been watching 
you know, this guy over here in the West and this girl over here in the East for years and you know, it has that feeling of massive plate shifting and right. finally bringing these characters near each other. So are you saying that this movie is going to be on a par with Daenerys finally meeting Jon Snow? <laughs> oh, Actually, yeah. Gonna, I am gonna, absolutely telling you that. It's going to blow that away. Yes. This <laughs> <laughs> what we just watched was them coming, described to us them coming to Wakanda and kind of wanted something happen. Mm. It looks like they may have taken some sort of meeting before this, at least... Uh, but I mean, yeah. it's early in the film. What can you say about how it starts? Because as it stands now, a lot of the characters in the MCU are scattered. Yeah. They well, that's where does this kind of pick up? That is something we didn't want to blow off. You know, didn't want to devalue Civil War by you know, in the first thing, having a phone call saying, "Let's all get back together because there's even worse guy." And no, nah, everything's fine now. So we we drag that a long way through it, so that. You know, we are valuing the resentments we built up between right. these characters. They're uh, ill prepared to handle this. Yeah, and it shows. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, this is Thanos' film, but I know that Mbaku is possibly oh. add to the cast as a villain. It's Mbaku and Thanos. That's it. It's uh, don't no, it's not like. That. <laughs> uh, but no, there's a substantial, there's a substantial Wakanda portion. Yeah. yeah. Is there any other villains that we expect to see? Uh, Something over there. Uh, uh, yeah. But these are our villains at this point. No, sorry. I, 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 I don't even confirm I would, villainness. I would not confirm M'Baku's villainness for our purposes. Okay. Um, you know, and villain is a, it's a derogatory term that Thanos wouldn't agree with. I mean, one of the things we set out to do in this, in this was. If Thanos is just a bad guy, he's going, and yeah. you're dead in the water because it's that's just a bad guy. You're just, you know, you're bored pretty quickly after he's torn off the first few heads. Um, and we have two loops. Sort of metaphorical, the head, but not really. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully you will come away from this going, you know, the same way you do in the comics, where he started off as a rogue villain, and you know he's his own thing now. You know where you go. I can't say he was wrong. <laughs> of the comics, when you guys were cracking the story, can you list any comics that you read that were? Oh, geez, almost all of them. I mean that that um, uh, that teaser piece had some close-ups of the of this omnibus that we had sort of, you know, over 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 posted it. Uh, Oh, it was like a, it's like it's an like omnibus the, the sort giant of thing. bound yeah. infinity yawn yeah but I mean we've read every, anything that had Thanos in it anything that had the stones in it um, uh, a lot of Archie <laughs> <laughs> um, can you talk about uh, how much of this is on Earth how much of this is going to be cosmic how are we going to I mean, it, yeah, we can't give you a percentage, but it's it's yeah. it's fairly split. I mean, uh, that's part of the the nature of the of all these groups coming together. Um, so, you know, we also and we wanted to give it, not have it be the feeling like it all comes down to earth every time. You know, it's this sort of <laughs> earthist point of view that you know you have to tell a science fiction story in order to conquer the universe. I have this one little tiny planet. So like. The, we needed a broad canvas the whole time so that it didn't feel like coincidentally every single stone is on you know That's is right. in America you guys talk about just like a collection of the stones how the stones are almost helping you guys shape yeah with each of these passing chapters I think we all sort of watch it like well this is the one where these stones sort of come together it's a little bit easier for that it's not just spread they're still spread out um, you know Remember, one of our jobs is to, we're big structure guys, you know, so that if you go back and look at Winter Soldier and Civil War particularly, that they are, uh, whether you like the movies or not, they're pretty well structured, you know, and the big choices have been made. So we had to do the same thing here, and yet we had six MacGuffins. It can be relentless if you don't do this right, which means that every time you collect one, I don't mean to get into the screenwriting weeds, but like every time you collect one, it can't just be a check mark. It has to do something uh, characterful. It's got to move plot forward, but it also has to have stakes and cost for char literal characters at the time. 
Um, so it's not just a shopping spree. Uh, and I think we've done that. Um, and you'll, boy, we're going to wrench every bit of emotion out of each of those moments that we can. Can I back to Spanish for a second? Um, the MCUs have a ton of Yeah. Basically locally over over. So <laughs> I, I'm not trying yeah. to yeah. grab you, yeah. but like yeah. that's something you guys are aware of. So we're yeah. trying to create like the big bad of yeah. this franchise. I'm curious like how you're navigating that. Well, part of it is motivation. Where, you know, if you have a villain who just wants to kill somebody, just wants to take over the world because it seems <laughs> that guy is not very interesting. But, you know, and, you know, we take this from Starlin, is that, you know, Thanos is an amoral philosopher. He's not a, he's not the devil, you know, although he does sometimes have the devil standing next to him. Uh, and, you know, we wanted that all the way through, to have a, a a villain with understandable motivations and emotions, like right. You know, Thanos has family. Thanos has two daughters that we know of. Thanos has, uh, I mean, he has eight million backstories in the comics, but they're all kind of sad, you know. I, this is what I point out. Sorry, yeah. is that the, my favorite two in the entire MCU, right, are Loki and uh, Kilgrave because he's creepy and awful but really cares in a strange way and like and, and for sure and screen time right a lot of screen time for, for both those characters right and uh, and Chris is right they both have sort of these weird family relationships right so Thanos will get the benefit of both those things he's got daughters that he clearly has to deal with and we and, and James did a nice job of setting the table for us and so we are certainly gonna uh, run with that uh, and screen time like he's he, this is not an origin story. Very often, again, in the screenwriting weeds, you know, we're trying to get a character up and off the ground, and so the bad guy tends to be a foil for the development of the hero, and that's not the case here. If anything, it's the opposite. Our heroes are foils for the villain whose story we need to tell writ large. Can you clarify what you were saying about the devil? Oh, yes. I was just read uh, Mephisto. Right, that's what I mean. In the comics, uh, I cannot even burn or deny the existence of Mephisto. No, I just meant like, he's, you know, he's often seen in hell. He's right, you know, yeah. but yeah. he's not the, you know, he's something more elemental, more primal. Well, these films kind of get into those more uh, weird. Other worldly characters, like the personification of death, or is it more motivated by family? Uh, I mean, you know, it's cosmic and crazy, yeah. but in a way that we we always try to ground stuff, sure. right? Particularly in Winter Soldier and Civil War, uh, you know, we we took stories that everyone was familiar with through Baker's Run, right, and and Civil War, Millar's Run, Miller. Is it Millar or Miller? Miller. Miller. It's Miller, yeah. right? Because I never Miller hear it out loud, you know. Um, so, uh, but to tell a different. Make it a different soup out of the ingredients, right? So we'll do something similar here because we owe it to the characters that these eighteen movies were the characters, right? You talk about structure. So when you're structuring uh, this, are you structuring it as one huge movie or one movie pushed aside, second movie? Both. Boy, it's yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, they, you can't have the second one without the first one. But our but hope it, is that it's yeah. it, it's breakfast and then lunch. It what does. It before? does not feel like you hit pause and then unpaused it. It is two very different. Because yeah. there's movies that come out between, right? Yeah. Yes. By the way, another nightmare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw something uh, you know, earlier that, in, like, as we were just walking around, that implied that Captain Marvel will have. What did you see? Some mailboxes. She has a mailbox. She has a mailbox. A very telling mailbox. You, <laughs> you've caught us. So, you know, I'm sure obviously that's very nerve but is there anything you can share about uh, my character? Well, super excited to have her. Yeah. I mean, for one thing, she's yeah, that movie does not exist yet. So we're we're you know we're following up on something that's right. 
is is good intentions at the moment. But uh, you know, that's a. I mean, on one level, it's a power scale that right now doesn't exist right. in the MCU, um, and it's it's or she's, I should say. She's in a, in some ways the closest to Captain America, and which is a weird now rare kind of character, which is sort of a person who's right and knows they're right. You really want to hear it when you tell them they're wrong. <laughs> so, with all these flawed, fucked up people and Quill, who's you know a mess, and Tony, who's you know just massive ego, all contorted. You know, it's fun to get another person with a clear vision in there. You know. I can no longer keep track of which is thing that's Gauntlet called Infinity Pip the is troll? what. Is Gauntlet Pip the troll? Yeah, he comes to Earth. He gets like Captain Marvel gets yeah. there. There's a car accident. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. They assume new bodies. Yeah, all of it. It's yeah, all. Of that it. is, <laughs> that's why it was so conversant in it. It has elements of everything that has the right. word infinity in front That's of it. That's right. We, we, we steal know. all the things that are helpful to us, <laughs> and we're not slavish to anything that, that doesn't well, help Well, it's us. also because a lot of those things, then you know, then you get into things like characters we don't have the rights to. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, right. Silver Surfer's flying all over those things. It's like, ah, it'd be That's great right. to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Unfortunately, he flew to, he flew to uh, uh, Century City and never came back. That's right. <laughs> How do you guys approach introducing a, a major character to the like you did with Black Panther Civil War before yeah. his movie with Captain Marvel before her movie uh, <laughs> <laughs> 2022 <laughs> well there's a lot of conversations right and I'm neither confirming or denying what you just supposed neither on Pip the Troll or how Captain Marvel works cool. okay um, uh, but we have had to juggle both Marvel uh, uh, Black Panther and Man on the Wasp and Marvel specifically, as because they all exist in various ways in and around the uh, these that's two like movies. Thor three, <laughs> but at least that's before this first movie, right? right? So like that Panther is too. Um, uh, so it's really we think we handled it and solved it in fairly clever ways, um, but uh, it certainly was an issue. Like yeah. wh- how. You know, if you want to do what you want to do here, how does it affect this movie? And not just make this movie. Uh, yeah. Say, why is Ant Man and Wasp not uh, in uh, Infinity War Part Two? You know, so we got to work on that. We have to figure right. that out. Well, and also, like, how do you do it so that I think I think he's writing down that Ant Man and Wasp are not Infinity. in Infinity War Part Two because you just said that. No, no. How how is <laughs> how how is that the story of that movie not just part two yeah. of this how, how you, is it you know, how do you not like yes yes yeah. sorry how do, how do you not fall into the trap of what these right. movies are sometimes accused of which is just feeding each other and not being standalone right you know so you can't make them overly dependent on each other and yet you still want to have right. this bloodstream flowing through the universe like we Peyton Reed and his group of writers are going to make whatever movie they want we had very small requests <laughs> it would be great if right there that person was is that okay good right and so like we did not there's it, you always make the best movie you can right same thing with uh, Black Panther and same thing with Marvel it's it's they're gonna make the movies they're gonna make and with in this unique case very small tiny suggestions for beginnings and endings like that well, I'm actually the tones too I mean obviously like the tones of Guardian of those movies are yeah. so different than yeah. what we call like, like Black Panther to be versus what you know yeah. Spider-Man I mean like all yeah. these are obviously on such different levels how do you work with that well I mean sometimes sometimes you play into it which is you know when you cut to the Guardians it's a it's a breather you know it's you're, you're going from T'Challa and Captain America being very intense Cut to Quill and Drax. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. great. Doesn't mean they're not carrying as much plot. It just means the tone is different. But it's also fun to drag people into each other's tones. It absolutely yeah. is. You know? Yeah. Well, pull somebody into the Guardians and have them go, "What the fuck is with you?" <laughs> That's right. What would you say is the tone of the movie? And like, what kind of type of movie? Is this a disaster movie? Or it's a 
it is difficult to explain. It's like Oscar it is. worthy. <laughs> Can we not have that conversation, please? This is embargoed, right? Okay. So, Lord of the Rings, oh, big go. epic thing, right? It's three movies. This is 23 movies. When is someone going to give Feige the Thalberg Award? Like, all he's doing is remaking Hollywood. Please. All right, sorry. People mumble about it with movies, with various movies for various reasons. Like, there was an article about Wonder Woman this this Monday, you know, and there's articles about Logan, you know, none of which none of which are us. Um, uh, I think it's got to, you know, someone has to come to Jesus, so to speak, and take a look at the amount of work that's been which is, you know. You can work very hard on a crappy movie. You're yeah. not just rewarding work. But no, like, but I, I mean, mean, but like, Return of the King is no better or worse than the other two. Was a it got cumulative awards. I, it, and frankly, if you go back and look at it, you're like, really? You gave that to Oscars? Mm -hmm. Maybe you had extra Two Oscars Towers is here. better, let's face uh, it. <laughs> uh, so there's one level where there does have to be a sort of like, well, fuck, that's more, you know, that's a bigger achievement than anybody's ever pulled off on a, on a multi-movie scale. But also, you know, I don't know what it's going to take to remove the prejudice from the eyes of these people. It's a civil rights drama, and we're the victims. <laughs> Star Wars was nominated for Best Picture? No, I mean, I think it's Raiders more, of the Lost Star, correct me if I'm possible wrong. for someone with a clear, with, with no blinders on to go in and go, well, hell, that was a heavy lift, you right. know? And that movie kicked my ass all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, what is it? Diving, you know? Degree yes. of difficulty. Yeah, I think sometimes people are like, that movie was really simple and pure and should get an award, and that's great. You know, but also, you should also go, holy shit, that... That was a triple Lindy. Yeah, that was a crazy complicated dive, and they did it, you know. Um, but the you know, Oscars are not actually an accurate measure of anything. Did we whine enough there? Is that enough whining? <laughs> also, I'm Forgive tired. Me. Forgive me. And the food. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for Vince Wilson, an amoral philosopher, and I'm curious because I don't think he's going to be literally talking to the devil, and mm. you don't need to confirm or deny that. But he's not just to be like spouting his philosophy out. Like, can you say anything about like who's like Thanos is like supporting cast? Like, how did you crack that? Oh, good. Trump, good for you. That's a little structure. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, you needed to make sure that he wasn't just all by himself, and so um, uh, he. It also means that you didn't have the same scene over and over again as he went and collected stones and knocked people around. So there's a, you know, that's how you get this sort of tapestry uh, film where he has emissaries who are doing some of his work um, while he is doing a lot of his own heavy lifting. Um, but he has. Am I allowed? Where's John? Yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say about Gorder. <laughs> I don't know if I was. So uh, I don't know if I oh, said Ian, it. <laughs> yeah, Ian, um, the end of uh, Ant Man or whatever said, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Uh, it's in the end of Ultron. Ultron, sorry. Not our movie. <laughs> and, we, and, and we all sat there and went, what the hell was he talking about? <laughs> right. Where was he when he did that? That's right. Um, is that canon? Is yeah. it, did he? I don't know. Is that the real boss? Yeah. Um, so. There's also the other gauntlet in oh, yeah. another another delightful delightful problem. Odin's a bit of a show. That's right. Um, That's right. Uh, Thanos has lot. Thanos turns out to have quite a few people to talk to, both yeah. both on his side and not on his side. Um, and. You know, weirdly, I think he's the most understandable guy in the movie sometimes. It's, it's sort of like... Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the other thing. Sorry. Yeah. So one of the big challenges is how to make sure he's not just a relentless machine collecting stones like he's at the uh, going shopping. Um, so we want to give him a full, weighted, emotional 
story. Yeah. You can kind of say this is Thanos' origin story so that he will get the weight of any of the previous heroes in terms of the decisions he has to make in order to get what he wants. I mean, a big thing about all of these, I mean, all of these movies for these two, you know, all the way along the line, we wanted to give people have, have, give people choices and make them continue to have to right. sacrifice this decision for this decision and not have it be just, you know, I have no choice in this matter. Like, aliens attack New York City. What are you going to do? Not fight them? You know, you no, know, you have to fight them. So, not not criticizing that, but but just in order to sustain this long of a of a of an epic, to keep the waters a little muddy, to keep them going. Like, interesting, he did that. I might not have done that. And to do that for everybody, heroes and villains alike. Um, until you get to the end and you go, huh, shouldn't have done that. Last question, guys. We see a bunch of the Avengers here, but there's oh. no uh, Iron Man, Thor, or Hawkeye. Can you talk about their roles? It's, as I said earlier, it's Nashville, so everyone is in a different uh, bubble, and some bubbles come together and break apart. Some bu bubbles come together for the third act, that kind of stuff. Sure. So, again, everyone is scattered. Other people are utterly CG, so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, he's in the scene. Oh, sure. He just did. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man's all over that scene. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. And in our final segment, on his very first day on the set, actor Don Cheadle. Well, clearly there was a pretty significant moment for Rhodey at the end of uh, Civil, One, Civil War where he uh, was accidentally shot out of the air by Vision, uh, who is now my mortal enemy. No, I think we worked it out over the break. Uh, and now he's coming back to the Avengers to, you know, back to his team, a little ambivalent, I think, with a new rig by Tony, which of course he had to put his name on. <laughs> so Tony like I'm going to not know who made them um, and he's uh, rejoining the team and introduced, reintroduced back here in this Wakanda storyline do you think his philosophy at all has changed between where he was in Civil War and now I think there are definitely more questions for Rhodey I think uh, he was always somewhat straddling you know, with having Tony as a friend and trying to support him and do what he needed, being outside of the lines, but still somehow trying to stay within the chain of command and, you know, the military man that he is. So I think the, that's become more fraught and probably more frayed as the storylines go forward. Well, I think at the end of the day, that division... Uh, was not something that was really fomented by the characters in the movie. There were outside pressures that created that division and they ultimately want to be back together. So I think that uh, that Tony, who is yet to make an appearance, so uh, I imagine that he's understanding of, of it. You might see him suit back up again. <laughs> Although, you know, that's a bit of a... It's going to be a thing for him to put that suit back on. You know, Last time he was in, it didn't go so well. Yeah. You talked about like, kind of along those lines, and you talked about how he's a little ambivalent now about joining it. Do you think he's getting hurt, and obviously also just the way he got hurt, and the might have been the cause and all of that. Is that something that he really affects his mindset or Well, I think it's something that he's fighting to put behind him. But absolutely, it creeps up. You know, it... it there, there, there's innuendo, there's shots taken, there's things said, you know, don't want certain people behind me. 
I'm gonna keep an eye on everybody. I wanna keep that jewel in front of me, not behind me. So uh, yeah, I think it, I think he's like I said. I think he's negotiating this this reunion and his uh, rejoining this team. Well, I think, as always, we've seen that Rhodey would prefer to deal with real-world things, and that's kind of what he understands. And when we start leaving the, the planet and talking about things coming from outer space, he's like, dude, I don't even know what that's... What is that? You know? I know how to fight guys and then tanks and weapons and that. I'm, don't, that's something that's beyond my pay grade. But he's been thrown into the deep end, so they all are, in a way, in this one, you know? So everybody's going to have to figure it out on their feet. Yeah, yeah. What? There's more? There's more crazy <laughs> things like you? So we've heard a little bit about the process for this, where you don't necessarily have a script, but you're getting payments and you have an outline. Is there anything coming up that you're really excited about, even if you don't have a script to it? Well, you know, in the absence of the script, I just write my own lines. So I just, <laughs> I'm in the trailer every day, I'm just pumping it out. All goals. Yeah, where is my story credit? I think that's the real story here. Where is my story credit? Um, no, it's, 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 it's very interesting on set, obviously, when you don't know the entirety of everything and things are changing in real time. Um, it, it keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. Uh, but it's ultimately exciting and it's, it's, it's as fun for us sometimes discovering it as it is for the audience. So we're like, oh, we, didn't, we had no idea how that was going to turn. And, and the story is really intricate and pretty. It's, it's a very different, I think, from what I've seen, what I have read. It's, it, it has a little bit of a different feel than the last movies have, and there's, there's a little more gravitas, and it kind of has to be that way. I don't think you can keep doing the same kind of thing in this franchise over and over. I think you have to try to bring in some more serious elements, and I think Rhodey being injured was a part of just kind of starting the, oh wait, we, people can really get hurt. You know, things can really go south for these characters. I think the stakes have been raised, and and we understand that you know we're not invincible, and, and, and superheroes can go down. How long, do you, uh, in your mind, as Hector, or has he had the new ring? Does he limit his mobility, or is he completely I think there's constant tweaking. You know, um, I think it's you know he's a, a genius, obviously, so he's figured a lot of it out. Uh, it doesn't have a cup holder, which I think was an oversight. Um, but he's, yeah, I think it's it, it's getting his his ability back. He's having he's he's worked with it. So I think there's a span of time that he's worked with it. Um, like I said, I, I haven't I haven't seen him yet, and I'm not sure what it is going to be. But I I think look, they always have the. You know, taking the piss out of each other a little bit, and uh, but I think their relationship has deepened since the last event. I think Tony feels somewhat responsible and culpable in a way. Um, but again, he's also had my back in a way that you know, only talk, he could really have. Can you talk about the the practical leg apparatus that you have? Is this going to be augmented by CG? Like how like. Um, I'm not sure what the boys and girls are going to do in visual, but uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty good now. It works pretty good. It articulates well. I can run in it. I can jump in it. I can do what I need to do in it. it I, I don't know how it photographs. Imagine they sweeten everything, but I think it's, I think it's pretty good. My note for them always was more. <laughs> Why is he not on this page? I flipped through several pages. I don't see his name. Let's work on that, guys. That's usually what I tell them. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. We have time for one last question. Ruffalo mentioned that like you guys didn't have a thing going on in the scene, but on set you came up with this kind of 
thing when you were coming out. Can you talk about that? About which that? which one's Ruffalo again? <laughs> <laughs> the green one. Oh, that dude. I only know him as the Hulk. He's very boring as the other guy. He almost blends into the the, the, the wallpaper. No, Mark and I go way back. Um, so we, we we have a lot of fun on set and. We're always, and it's funny because any little satellite group, I think, and it's probably a, a bit of a nightmare for the, for the Russos, is always trying to come up with some <laughs> shtick, some bit, something to do, you know. For me, it's fun and it keeps the frame alive. For them, probably, they're like, guys, could you just say the lines that we wrote in the script? But uh, look, it, it, whenever you have all of us back together again and we haven't seen each other for a while, uh, there's, feels like there's a period of like kind of giddiness, everyone's kind of catching up and we're performing for each other a lot of times, you know, trying to crack each other up and, 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 and be there in certain those kinds of ways for each other. So it's always fun coming back. And yeah, if, if we're thinking the same guy, Ruffalo is. Yeah, yeah we came up with Ruffalo. Cool. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. back to you and let you stop it. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. Various episodes are edited by Jamie Brodnax, M.R. Daniel, and John Bauer. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Audioboom, and Spotify. 